Welcome to the Clinicians in Conversation podcast series, part of the NIHR, the National Institute for Health Research podcast programme. To find out more about how the NIHR supports research, please visit the NIHR website. I'm joined today by Katie Bunce, who is a reader in medical statistics in the Faculty of Life Sciences and Medicine at King's College London. She has an honorary consultancy post in applied medical statistics at Moorfields Eye Hospital and is an honorary associate professor at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Dr Bunce is also joint lead for the NIHR Statistics Group, which is involved in accelerating translation of statistical theory into practice throughout health and social care. The group promotes interprofessional collaboration in statistical issues and has working groups in early stage clinical trials, imaging, statistical literacy and more. Dr Bunce is also a statistical ambassador for the Royal Statistical Society and is championing the message that better data equals better research equals better healthcare. Dr Bunce, thank you very much for speaking with me today. Thank you for inviting me. In this series of, of podcasts, I'm looking especially at the development and delivery of so-called complex, innovative design trials. And as an applied medical statistician, I'd very much like to find out your views on how such trials are defined, how they're designed and, and how they're analysed. So can I begin by asking you how we should be defining such a study? What does the term complex, innovative design trial mean to you? Um, so as a statistician, I'm very literal um, and I tend when given a term that I'm not familiar with, I, I Google it or whatever and look it up on the internet and um, looking at the word complex, uh, I discovered that it didn't really mean complicated, it meant um, multifaceted or multi-part. Um, innovative didn't actually mean necessarily new, it could mean applying something that's been done but in a novel fashion so it's a kind of evolution um, design is as far as i'm concerned critical for every piece of research that anybody does um, on humans um, so that it captures data correctly efficiently in the best possible way to deliver a timely answer and and a trial is typically um, viewed in a ladder of evidence as being very close to the top. Um, so in summary, uh, I see a complex innovative design trial as one that can answer more questions more efficiently in less time in, 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 and absolutely placing patients and the public um, at the heart of what it does. I see. And, and, and as, a, as a medical statistician, do you see these trials as having particular challenges and indeed particular opportunities? Um, so they absolutely have um, challenges and opportunities. I think uh, it's interesting that's, that it's, it's kind of semantics, what, what, what you call it. <laughs> um, it's, it's something that we need to think about critically. So um, your your old-fashioned trial may have had a single question that it was answering. Um, a complex, innovative um, design trial may be answering several, um, and that can cause multiplicity issues. So your statistician needs to think critically 
about how to navigate um, the study so that it still answers the questions um, without increasing um, the chance of a falsely significant result or even a falsely non-significant result. So we're always looking at um, type 1 errors and type 2 errors. Um, and the fact that these studies are more complex, they may involve Bayesian statistics, they may be adaptive, um, they may involve simulations because they may be working where there is no data um, and rather than doing nothing, people will use simulation to try and come up with a summary parameter that then they can use in their modelling. So the, the statistics are more complicated and you have to think on your feet. I suppose that brings me really to my, my next point about do you think when designing and indeed conducting and analysing these trials we need maybe greater clarity perhaps in definitions, say reporting details, statistical analysis plans? So I think clarity is always essential. Um, I think one of the things to notice with these complex innovative um, designs is we're not just talking about um, trials of medicines, we might be talking about trials of devices, um, and devices can change um, rapidly. So innovation can move very quickly, and so things can change. Um, clarity is essential because you're bringing together very different professionals working together, and a word can mean one thing to a statistician and something completely different um, to a medic. So there's, there's the term correlation, which, which often medics use to mean um, an association, but a statistician may interpret that as a strict linear relationship. So you're using the same word, but you're meaning something completely different. And so I think having a clear um, framework so that people can at least refer to that framework and everybody's on board with what it is that's being communicated, then, then that can only help. I think um, trying to get our heads all around this, it's quite useful to think of maybe a specific example. And I wonder if you could tell me about a complex, innovative trial that you've worked on. Yes. So it, it was interesting because I, 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 I've got a, a study at the moment that, that fits that definition. Um, but I, but I prefer to go back to um, a study that I did quite some time ago in, in um, 2010. Um, it was a study that I did at Moorfields um, on treatments for age-related macular degeneration. Um, and prior to this study, um, a diagnosis of AMD um, meant that you, you were going blind. There were no real treatments for this. Um, and then there was an introduction of something called anti-VEGF drugs, um, and it wasn't licensed, and so people were getting this treatment off-label. Um, we had a window of opportunity at Moorfields to set up um, something called the ABC study, which championed one of these novel agents against standard care. And that standard care could be different for different types of patients because um, if they had a certain type of AMD, then they were entitled to some form of treatment, but it didn't have the revolutionary effect that these anti-VEGF drugs had. 
So the study was innovative in terms of defining its control arm, but it was also innovative in its primary um, outcome um, because we'd witnessed people responding in a way that had never been seen with age-related macular degeneration. They, they, all of the trials up until this point had stopped progression. Um, this new drug actually led to people gaining vision. And by using gain in vision as our primary outcome, we were able to do a study with much smaller numbers than we'd have done had we focused on a more conventional outcome. So I think it was, I think it fits the complex innovative um, design um, description, but it was us thinking on our feet and um, working as a team and thinking about patients at the heart of what so we were doing. Looking to the future, Dr. Burns, how much ongoing interest is there in this sort of study in the medical statistical community? I mean, can we expect further developments, do you think, or maybe even further innovation in trial design looking ahead? Um, so I, I personally think this is where the NIHR statistics group needs to come into its element, because I think one of the... Um, so medical statistics has kind of got two strands. It has theoretical and then it has practical. Um, and for... Um, medicine to truly gain, then both of these need to move hand in hand. I think currently theory is accelerating at a rapid pace, but what we need to be putting more effort into is translating that brilliance um, into things that practical applied statisticians understand and then adopt. So I, I think the rate of change is going to accelerate, but we've got to really now critically focus on translation from theory into practice. We've kind of got to unite the applied medical statisticians throughout and work together in, in accelerating that transfer. And Thank you very much for that. I think so rightly you've highlighted the, the design, the, the key importance of the design aspect of the complex innovative design trial um, and really added a great deal of clarity to that. Dr Bunce, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with me today. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you would like to know more, please contact enquiries at nihr.ac.com dot uk